The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. I really appreciate you taking the time today. It is the Joe Pag Show. We've got Kyle Serafin, a whistleblower from the FBI, on the program. He's been sidelined by the FBI, not getting paid, suspended without pay. He says the reasons are bogus, and we actually talk about that on the program. Um, he is he has blown the whistle about how the FBI has become politicized, become weaponized against American people, like people who want to go to their school board meetings and actually have a say in their kids' education. People who are um, actually just standing up for what they believe is right in the community being targeted. How about the Catholic Church being targeted? I kid you not. If it's the traditional Latin mass, people there are being targeted, according to Cal Serafin. Make sure you stick around for that. We've got that for you. Plus, we'll start out with a couple of sound bites from Joe Biden, who is one of the most racist presidents we've ever had. Let me make this as clear as I can. One of the most racist presidents we've ever had is the resident of the White House right now, Joe Biden. I'll explain myself and why I'm saying that. Just a second. Well, not for a, in a second. In a minute. Got to remind you, it's Friday. Give me those strings. Let's go. Come on, horns. Protein bar on the break. Had a protein bar, Carrie. How about you? Oh, oh same thing. Nice. That is Chocolate Voice. That's Polo. That is Sam. Let's go. Friday. Come on, Bob. Thank God it's... Thank God it is Friday. Yes, it is. Friday. Wonderful voice of Bob Guthrie. Thank God it's Thank God it is Friday. Let's make it a free speech Friday. Let's go. Ah, freedom. Uh huh. Say what? Bring it now. How are you, Carrie? You good? I'm okay. You're probably exhausted. A full five day week, huh? I'm telling you, it's almost too much. <laughs> Come on, the people love them some chocolate boys. Let's go. Whatever's on your mind, fair game. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. A lot of you have been listening to my program for many, many years. I've been playing Bob Guthrie doing um, Thank God It's Friday uh, ever since I can remember. I'll be honest with you. And I like telling this story. Carrie, I like telling the story every once in a while. I'm just going to do it. a good story, yeah. I'm just going to go there. I think it's an excellent story. Uh, Bob was at our flagship WOAI in San Antonio for 52, 53 years, something like that. And uh, he was the morning show staple. He was the voice of God in the morning. I'm a bass I have a deep voice. I was envious of Bob Guthrie's voice. And it was it was a voice that you know was a voice of authority, but there was a sense of humor there too that was like second to none. Uh, Carrie, have we met a nicer man than Bob Guthrie in his oh, business? No, absolutely not. He was just wonderful. Wonderful. I was the guy coming from New York in 2005 to do the morning show on WOAI. And Bob and, and Stan Kelly, they were the morning news anchors. I was the morning host. And I didn't know how the guy was going to take me because, again, here's I was drive I was driving in going I I can't work with this guy. Listen to that voice, and uh, it was amazing how how wonderful he was from day he was a pilot. He just loved living life, and they did some weird Friday song I don't know by Cream or somebody, and I didn't like that. I wanted to do this song. Thank God it's Friday for every Friday morning, and I was like Bob has the voice where he can sing this. Thank God, you know that that part right. Mm-hmm. And Polo was still doing the board back then, long time ago now. 
And um, and I, I was like, Polo, I think this guy can sing that part. He's like, I, you know, I don't think he's going to do it. So I go up, and I think you reacted that way, Polo. I'm sure that I talked to you about it before I talked to Bob about it. And I think I actually said it on the air because I didn't care. I figured, Carrie, if I said it off the air, Bob would not go with it. <laughs> so I said so it on the air. I said, it. Bob, you yeah. can totally sing that song. I don't, know what you, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean I can sing that song? And I'm like, well, Bob, no, no, no. Listen, listen to the part. That's totally you. So we played it again the next hour. And he did what you hear on this on this tape. And I just burst out laughing. I'm like, either A, he didn't know what I was talking about, and Bob was smart. He knew what I was talking about. But he did it like the Bob Guthrie way. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm waiting for him to go, thank God. It's so we went, Friday. He goes, Friday. I'm like, what the hell was that? I love that. I mean, it, Paul, it was completely out of the blue, right? I mean, we did not know he was going to do it that way. No, and unfortunately, I couldn't hide the the fact that uh, that I thought it was funny, so I'm sure he saw me turning bright red, you know, through the through the glass. So yeah. because, listen, I, I know I give myself too much credit sometimes, but for this one, I'll take the credit. I, Bob was he just like he went with it, and I and I went I at him on the air, and he was such a performer and such a guy who wanted to be, you know, he wanted to be Mister Everything in the morning, and he really was um, that he just like went with it and just did it his own way. I, I assume he knows that I meant or he knew that I meant sing that part because it's so deep thank god it's friday and he just was like holy this is the best thing i've ever heard napolo true story you're not we lost the original one well i mean the original one was like on the air yeah so but i thought we grabbed it oh no you're right you're, you're probably right we just had him do it every friday right live because he was there right so carrie he retires and we don't have the tape of him doing it Mm-mm, that's a problem so I'm like, well, this sucks. And even if we would have had it, it would not have been good enough quality. So he came back for some anniversary. They made him a cake or something. And um, and he, I didn't really know that he did it. Paul, you might have asked him to do it. While he was in the building, he like did it again. Well, and that's he, the one that we play. He was he was doing stuff mid-morning. And okay. he, and so that's when I got him And to he was still it. the voice of the Spurs at the time. So he was probably in doing some commercials. Right. And it, he like totally redid it. And he told me that I owed him a bottle of whiskey. I'm pretty sure he told me that, and and I feel stupid because Bob has since did, passed, did and I never got him the whiskey. Mm. But what I mean, just what a guy, what what an amazing dude. And um, when we when we went to his funeral, you and I both spoke, and his family said, "Please keep playing that on Friday," because every Friday since he retired, he would tell everybody in the house, be quiet, it's coming on. And he would, like five o'clock central, he'd pop it on and, and there it was. And he just, he got, he gave me so much joy doing it that way because in retrospect, had he just said, thank God, it's, it would it would not have been what it is. Yeah, very true. That's very Bob true. Guthrie. Thank God it's Friday. It was just, holy mackerel. You know, and it I was so good. I don't use nice a whole lot, especially in this business, but he was just the nicest, most gentle man and the just the ultimate professional. He was so wonderful to work with. So got mad at me once, though. Did get mad at me? Did he really? <laughs> you probably deserved it. Well, too. well, Bob, Bob was doing endorsements for for Vermont Teddy Bear. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember this story. Because you're a child. I'm definitely a child. One bit. Well, forgetting. So he's like, hey, get the Vermont Teddy Bear, and this bear is so realistic it even has an air hole. And I would jump onto the air and say, what, what did it have, Bob? I, what, what was it? Uh, an air hole. And I made him say it a few different times. Uh-huh. And he came over in a commercial where he said, listen, knock it off. 
<laughs> and you knocked it off. What are you talking you? about? But I think the biggest laugh I ever got, and, and Polo, I'm pretty sure that he knew what we were doing. And I think he eventually, I think he might have gotten mad at me twice. Because I think he told me to stop this too. Um, Walter Pasacrita's wife, I think, or maybe it was Chris Russell's wife, made some, made some cookies. And the cookies had a licorice taste. And on the air, I said to Chris, what makes the licorice taste? Was it Chris's wife? Yes. And I said, what makes, he said, he said, well, she puts anise in there. I said, what is it? What did she put in there? And that was it. Mm-hmm. The rest of the morning, mm-hmm. anything and any time I had the opportunity, I would ask, well, what's in that? What is that? The anise? And then Bob would say, yes, it's, yes, it's anise. I said, oh, so what is that, Bob? So what is that ingredient again? One more time. And I think he got mad at me that day too. But Paul, <laughs> I think I left the, the building in tears. My, my shirt was soaking wet from crying. Yeah, you were you were tossing it to Chris when he was doing traffic, and you were asking him that. So you you were giving him the task of trying to save the traffic, but leading with with that. That was uh, yeah. I think at one point I might have called him Chris Annis. I mean, the entire morning, Annis was was injected in just about everything. I want to uh, well, say it's, it's, you may have even called him Annis Boy. I, I could be I, wrong. I could have. That might have happened. Carrie, that could have happened. I'm um, no doubt. I'm sure. Suffice it to say, it was a fun morning day. show. It's a lot of fun in the morning show. <laughs> but like Bob it. played Not it. He played Bob it straight for an hour and a half, and I think he finally told me to knock it off. He said, "No, no, it's it's an ingredient. It's anise. It tastes like licorice. <laughs> What's the problem?" Like he like he made it sound like he didn't know what I was doing, but I think he knew. But at one point, he was done with. It. He was like. All right, let's knock it up with the Ennis now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Bob, sounds good. So there you go, a, a little a little re- retrospective on the morning show. That's who Bob Guthrie is. When I say, where is Bob Guthrie, then his voice comes in. We love doing that. We love that his family loves it, and, uh, and he was just a great supporter. Again, coming from far away, there were people in the building that were like, oh, you're not from here. You're not going to last very long in San Antonio. I'm like, whatever. I've been here almost 20 years now. Bob was like, you know, I'm glad you're here. I'm so happy that you made it. Well, let's make this happen. And I think he probably had more fun on that morning show with us because I was just so stupid and immature. Mm-hmm. I think he had a really good time with that. I think it made him feel young again, which was uh, which was kind of cool. All right, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Let me give you a couple of sound bites from um, from Joe Biden today. And these are, and I mentioned earlier, he was one of the, he's either the or one of the most racist presidents we've ever had. The fact is, he was the author in the early 90s, along with the Clintons, of the crime bill that punished people for crack cocaine more than those for powder cocaine. They knew that those who would be punished more were in lower income, generally speaking, black neighborhoods. Joe Biden was all for that. He said stupid things like, they're going to put you all back in chains. Or if you don't know, can't vote between Donald Trump or me, then you ain't black. I mean, this guy is a racist through and through. He always has been. But he keeps on claiming that he was like some civil rights guy. It's very, very weird. Folks. I thought I got involved in the civil rights movement as a public defender, as my colleagues know, when I was a kid getting out of law school. I don't even know what that soundbite means. Carrie, can I tell you something? I don't know what that soundbite means. Um, I'm, I have no idea. Is there more to it? Uh, I'm hoping. Well, he does. He does. He gives a little more, but I mean, that in and of itself, he's always trying to show his bona fides or bona fides, whatever, or bona fides, some would say, about how not racist he is. And I think people who talk constantly about how not racist they are probably are racist. Lynch for simply being black. Nothing more. With white crowds, white families <clears throat> gathered to celebrate the spectacle, taking pictures of the bodies and mailing them as postcards. Hard to believe, but that's what was done. And some people still want to do that. Here he's bragging today about how a year ago he signed the, anti- uh, the anti-lynching legislation. 
He called it, the legislation made it a hate crime to lynch somebody. Carrie, you've been, you've been in a business a long time. I've been in broadcasting since 1989. I have never once covered a story where somebody was lynched. Have you? Um, I have not. I don't think so. But is he talking about when the lynchings happened in the early 1900s? Maybe he was a kid. I don't know. Because it's not, it's not a thing. It's not an, we don't have an epidemic of lynching people in this country. So anti-lynching legislation did nothing. His party, by the way, FDR, by the way, would not sign anti-lynching legislation when it was still happening back in the 30s and 40s and the 20s and the 1900s, 20s, 30s and 40s. Um, him signing it a year ago in 2022 didn't change anything. It's not like people went, man, I was going to lynch some people, but I'm not going to now because it's a hate crime. That wasn't happening. The only thing that even referred to lynching or a noose or a, a rope was the idiot Bubba Watson thinking that a garage door pull at Talladega or something was somehow a noose, and it wasn't. So I don't know why he keeps doing that, but again, those who are the most racist among us say things like, they're going to put y'all back in chains. They say things like, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. They say things like, I took care of this lynch, anti-lynching legislation. Look at how I'm taking care of you black people. Uh, they say things like, I was the only white guy who was the lifeguard at the, black, at the black swimming pool. They say things like, I was in South Africa and got arrested while protesting with, with Mandela, something he had to admit that he lied about later, and there is no proof that it ever happened. In fact, it didn't happen. Uh, the same guy who said he marched with, with um, civil rights leaders back in the 60s, when later he had to admit he never marched with civil rights leaders in the 60s. Here's a guy that's constantly telling you how not racist he is. Trust me when I say he's racist. But I don't know why he keeps bringing it up. I don't know if somebody tells him, why don't you bring it up? And then Corinne Jean-Pierre, oh, we've got the most diverse uh, cabinet we've ever had, the most diverse um, uh, employees. Here. The same people who always talk about diversity are the same people who are through and through racist. Just watch Corinne Jean-Pierre over on CNN or MSNBC before Biden was elected. She talks about how racist everybody else is, including Trump. The people who talk about it constantly, about how they aren't that, are probably the ones who are. Now, I talk about race a lot, but I never, ever tell you I'm not racist because it's clear how I live, what I am around, what I am not. This guy wants us to say, you know what? I don't think you're racist after all, Joe. When he's an 80-year-old, white, dyed-in-the-wool Democrat racist, and he has been forever. But they keep talking about it. And the reason why I'm talking about what he said is because I hope that black people and Hispanic people and Asian Americans and American Indians and down the line, every race, every background, every ethnicity, I hope that everybody realizes that there's one party that is constantly dividing and there's another party who knows that when you rise the tides, or when you raise the tides, all boats go with it. Just look at how much more Donald Trump did for every American, including blacks, a lot more for blacks than, than Obama ever did, the first black president. Just go look at the unemployment rates under, with the black community under Obama and under Trump. Jobs created under Obama, under Trump. Income, wages, the economy under Obama, under Trump. Then you'll find out. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. 
Great to have you. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Seven or eight minutes away from Cal Serafin. He's the FBI whistleblower. He's going to talk about exactly what it was he blew the whistle on. Exactly why he's not uh, being paid. And he's on unpaid suspension for a very long time. Will he be in front of some committees in Congress? Will they finally get to the bottom of the weaponization of the DOJ? We're going to talk about all that and then some. Make sure you stick around for that. Uh, by the way, I said Bubba Watson, who was a golfer. I meant Bubba Wallace who is the race car driver, who claimed that uh, garage door ties or garage door pulls were lynch, uh, lynching nooses. They're, they weren't nooses at all. They're just a piece of rope that you pull the door down with uh, that have a loop at the end so you can put your hand in it and you can hold it you know, very steadily and pull the garage door down. Again, Bubba Watson is a golfer. Bubba Wallace is the idiot who, uh, who is a race car driver. He was that. I don't even know if he is anymore. I don't follow racing that closely. But that was the most ridiculous thing. And I still don't believe anybody, he's even admitted yet, that they were not nooses. And by the way, we know that they weren't nooses because there was um, all sorts of video on YouTube from years earlier at the same raceway, the same garage doors had the same little loops at the end. So the guy was dead wrong. All the media jumped on it like it was some racist thing, and it wasn't. All right, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Got to tell you about Eden Pure. The thunderstorm air purifier is called the thunderstorm because when you have it on in your house, your apartment, wherever you happen to live, um, it's going to make the scent there fresh and clean, just like a thunderstorm just came through. It destroys viruses, odors, mold, a whole lot more. Over 265,000 have been sold. It works, and it works very well. I can tell you, just from firsthand experience, it works very well in my house. Any smell is going to vanish with just a few seconds of this being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarettes, smoke, dirty diapers, a whole lot more aren't any match at all. They, they send out powerful, this, these units do, O3 molecules which seek out and destroy odors. They even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. You're going to be very happy with this and save money because no filters to buy. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. Get three units for under 200 bucks. Go right now to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Put in code PAGS, P-A-G-S, to save $200 right now. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code is PAGS, P-A-G-S. Shipping is also free. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you calling in. Ryan, what's on your mind? Let's go. Uh, the reason I'm calling is, uh, you know, the penalty for treason in this country is being hung by the neck until dead, dead, dead. So right. it would only make sense that our politicians would uh, try to uh, create laws and put them into effect to, um, you know, stop them from being prosecuted. I mean, our politicians would, you know, ban rope if they thought they were going to be hung. Uh, Ryan, I hear you, and, and it kind of makes sense, although I look at a lynching as something that is... Uh, unfair against the law. It is a punishment on somebody because of their characteristics they can't change. Uh, whereas somebody who is found guilty of treason would be hanged. And that would be a, a different thing, a different setup, the whole thing. A lynching is more off of a tree or something that the Democrats did for many, many years to black people in this country. So, uh, Kyle Serafin, when we come back on the Joe Pag Show, stay right here. Joe Pags. 